The following content contains explicit language and may not be suitable for all listeners. Do you, do you listen to yourself? All the time, I have a podcast. Listen, listen to yourself. You are now tuned into Trying It, where we figure out life through experience with food, facts, and fuck shit. I'm your host, Shayna B, and currently I am trying to not shove another one of Franny's sweet potato brownies down my throat because I am an adult and we do not eat brownies at 10 in the morning. We don't. We do not. <sighs> celery juice, celery juice, celery juice. Um, but yeah, welcome guys. If you are listening to this, this means that you made it to August. We are here, you know, we are making our way chugga 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 through this year. Not that, you know, we can measure any of what's happening on a timeline or that we even know what going into August is going to, but fuck it, we're here. We're fucking here and the rent is due again. Not even fucking just again, just at all in a pandemic like why are why are many of us paying for this these systems i'm sorry i didn't mean i didn't mean to do this to y'all welcome hi i hope that you have joy in your spirit i do i have joy it's just that you get to thinking and you realize the system we all live in but i have joy i'm very glad to sit here this month and record and i have fun things to chat about so without further ado i guess let's go on ahead and get into it with my first segment of the day Mustards! That's never not going to be my favorite. It's just never not. All right. So last episode, I had had a bit of a breakdown on here, and honestly, it happens, and that's what we do. We're just here to normalize shit on this fucking show. But I had a breakdown, and listening back and thinking back on it, I think I was just like really clearly very anxious and stressed, and I I still can't. I can't really quite put my finger on why I was feeling that way. And I think it was just like a series of not realizing it at the time, but just be feeling like I was at a transition um, and not really knowing what to do next. And a lot of that can be crippling of just like, what is the plan from here? What do you do? And just not feeling right in yourself. But my friend actor had this thing that he said to me a long time ago. It was like, why can't I remember? Oh, cause I smoked. Um, he said, what the fuck did he say? The quote is, ah, there's a lot to think about, but there's nothing to worry about. This is crazy because I say this to my six-year-old all the time. But yeah, it's like I just made my thoughts bigger than the reality. You just get so afraid and like anxious of the unknown. But if you think about like, what the fuck are you, what are you worried about? What the fuck are you so worried about? So it was just like a lot of that um, that I was feeling, but I'm happy to report that I'm in a much better space. And I think I had to have that episode and have those feelings in order to like be where I am today so just like everything else in the world it all works out but yeah it was just like a very ick feeling (laughs) it was just very icky and awful and I don't want to be there again but if it happens I'll be better equipped this time um I remember also stating that I was going to work on being more vulnerable that was my 
what would we call it? My, my quest, my task of the month. And at first I had to analyze like, what does vulnerability mean to me? And it's definitely like a lot about honesty. Not that I'm not honest. I be lying sometimes, but for the most part, I'm very honest. Um, I have no problem like saying how I feel, talking about what I believe is right. Uh, 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 but I really don't like having uncomfortable conversations with people. I much prefer if I have like an issue to either I eat it, like I deal with it, or I'm gonna just go. Like that's always the thought. It's just like, I'm gonna just, if I have a problem with somebody, I'm gonna just not see them again. <laughs> we'll just never have to do this since I'm the one that has the problem. Um, I hate having uncomfortable conversations about money. Like it makes me, it, oh, I hate having uncomfortable conversations. Like I'm just not equipped. I'm just not prepared. I don't feel adequate. Um, and of course, when I said I was gonna work on being vulnerable, I had all those things that I had to talk about in the month of July. I had to have an uncomfortable conversation about money with people. I had to have chatty chats with friends about like feelings and emotions and thoughts. And you know what happened? Everything was perfectly fine. There was, (laughs) there was perfectly doable and delightful. And there was such a weight lifted at the end of each and every single one of these conversations, because again, the thoughts were bigger than the reality. The fear of the unknown was, (laughs) was what was what stopping and crippling me but nothing 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 happened it was all delightful and i felt way better so i'm proud to report that you know i worked on that vulnerability shit and it wasn't it wasn't so terrible so so we're all caught up let's get on and move into my favorite segment of every episode <sighs> this segment of trying my damn nerves is brought to you by the American military system. Shout out to Fort Hood for finding a way to piss me off every day this fucking month. So Fort Hood, Fort Hood is definitely trying my nerves. I'm going to give you some context if you don't know uh, what's going on there and what's been going on there. Fort Hood is a military base located in Texas. That already gives you like, you know, you you, you could you taste a flavor of what's going on here. It's going to be a little racist, a little misogyny. That's what that's what's happening. So a soldier named Vanessa Gilliam, she is of Hispanic descent. You know, I got to give you this back. All of this context is important. Um, she was reported missing by her family in April, in April. Her body was found in June, at the end of June, actually. Um, and this, and she was only found because her parents, all of her loved ones, were petitioning and talking to the fucking president like he would do anything to say that no one's taking this case seriously like she's an american soldier which you guys love to go up for oh protect our vets and blah 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 um and she's missing no one's finding her after months of petitioning investigating investigation got rolling they found her remains right there right near fort hood she was located right in texas on a river um and then of course the next day the, 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 the hammer comes down. They made arrest and they made an arrest on a black man who then killed himself. He, he committed suicide as the cops were approaching him. Now, listen here, this is, this is, this is when the law and order theme music, that creepy tone, when like they zoom in and you're like, "Mm, something not right here. Something is not right here. And I hate, you know, I hate to be all conspiracy theory, but I don't buy it. I don't fucking by that this this soldier who y'all were not looking into for three fucking months the day after we find the body we're gonna put this on so these these two people had no interaction with one another they weren't like superior um inferior whatever the fuck you would call it in this military system i dropped out of rotc um but yeah so it was just like i'm not fully 
believing it and knowing what we know about the American military system. It is heavily misogynistic. There's a lot of like cases of rape and assault that just get swept under the rug because when something goes awry in the military, it's the military who throws the book at themselves. If like, if you're going to get judged by a, what a jury of your peers and all y'all are in the same military, the same machine mind of like one band, one sound, like that whole bullshit. It's, it's a twisted situation. I believe that before she was murdered, Vanessa told her family that she was sexually assaulted and she said that, you know, she reported it. Fort Hood says that there are no, there's no one, there's no, there's no reports. And it's just, I don't, it's, it's real law and order season 18, episode 22, when they had the military people come and it was like, did you gang rape this girl? And all the military boys were like, no, we didn't do it. It's very, it's all in that vein. And if that wasn't fucking enough, when they were looking for Vanessa's body, they found another man who had gone missing the year before. And so it's just, Fort Hood is just a factory of murder, of murdering like minorities, people of color and don't even get me started on how the military just like goes into these underfunded schools to to recruit these children and they have marine sign up fucking offices in every ghetto and every hood like it's just it's all bullshit and then as I was preparing no that's not even it I realized that I was going to talk about this on this episode because I'm going to say like a week ago maybe a third body had been found near Fort Hood of another soldier who had gone missing. Like people just steady die. And then the military is like, oh, we're going to look for them. But you would be looking, you would be looking for yourself. You fucking murderer. Like so much crime goes on here and no one's getting arrested unless they're black. No one's getting killed. unless like, oh my God. I just, it's, it's blowing my mind that we have a cesspool. We have a fucking, a death camp, basically goddamn Auschwitz located in Texas. And there's nothing we can do. Like there's nothing. We need a non-military led investigation of the crimes that are going on here at Fort Hood. This is fucking crazy. I like I have friends that have like worked in the military that have said like the craziest shit of what goes on there, of what's allowed to happen because like you can't you can't report a superior. You can't god like I can't even imagine like the untold horrors that were going on here and you know what as I was researching the story because I wanted to make sure I had like all my ducks in a row y'all somebody else some like got murdered I want to say so there was a protester a Black Lives Matter protester in Texas who got who was murdered by a like a sergeant in the military and he was like a soldier that was trained at Fort Hood so I just it needs to go down we need to like dismantle the blocks I don't know if Fort Hood was built on an Indian reservation or some shit like that but it's just not a good it's not a good vibe and it has to go and again in my research I CNN had the story on other Fort Hood soldier deaths that were found. There's a 20 year old named Shelby who was deployed in 2018. A 23 year old Freddie Benigo who was found dead with two other people. Brandon Scott that I'm reading 27 found dead. All of these were Fort in Fort Hood, and we still letting this base be open and letting people go here to be trained or whatever the fuck else. Like this is not okay. This is not okay. And I'm gonna get another like just murdering people and murdering people with like abandon would just like uh like you know how lazy is that that there you find three bodies within like what like a, a like a mile of each other like people are just killing and dumping killing and well you know whatever maybe i'll get maybe maybe they'll come after me not really this is this is this is horror 
This is ridiculous, y'all. I can't, like, ooh. Mm. Yeah, I don't really know what else to say besides, like, it's awful and it's trash and I want someone who's not the United States military to, that just don't make any sense. That's like when I, in third grade, I stole Jason Cooper's bouncy ball and helped him look for it. That's what's happening here. Y'all are Jason Cooper bouncy balling these people and then helping them. Oh, let's see if we can find who did it. Oh, I think, I think it was him. Like, oh, my nerves are shot. It's just ridiculous. This is crazy. Don't none of y'all join the military. Don't do it. Don't do it for that fast check. It seems, I know it seems like the getting is good. It seems like, oh, what a dream situation. That, that's a blood check with blood money. I mean, granted all of capitalism is, but I I rather you, it, it always feels like you join the military because there's like, there's just no other way. Mm-mm, sell drugs, sell drugs. I rather you sell drugs than join the military. I rather you do anything. Else. It just don't make no sense. That don't make no fucking sense since they deploy you some fucking where everybody hate Americans. It just, mm, they're out here murdering people, murdering people. I, yeah. So I didn't mean to like rain on your parade if you had no clue what was going on here, but it had to be discussed because that doesn't make any fucking sense. It's just, and y'all know how I feel about a bad lie. It's just, it's tasting a little tart. It's just, it's not, it's not adding up. I've never been that. I went to summer school like three different times for math, but I, so I know when shit not adding up. Anywho, we got to move on. We got to, we have to talk about something else. All right. So now it is time for the main course. And the last time we chitter chatted, I was trying to figure out, I guess for lack of a better word, my purpose, like how to be of best use of self and to be like happy with myself. And probably like two days after I recorded this episode, um, I had this episode that I have to share. Uh, we were making the road trip back from Charleston to Brooklyn and that trip is like 13 hours. Um, and the way Chelsea got to go to the bathroom, it'd be long as fuck. Not that it wasn't enjoyable. It was like, I love good conversation. I love chatting. I hate that vibey shit. I don't want to listen to fucking music. I want to pick your brain and like discuss shit. So I prompted this question. I don't even know how we got on the subject, but what does it physically look like for you to talk to God? Me personally, I talk to God all the time. We have a very loving relationship, but I'd be taking the piss out of God too. God is all things to me. I don't know. I'd be talking to God like he's like he's a guy friend where it's very like hard and rough and but it's very like loving and respectful as well but imagining what it would be like to to physically speak to god i feel like it's a completely different scenario like are you guys sitting on a beach are you you know in rocking chairs are you taking a walk what's the tone like do you come to god on some like humble servant stuff are y'all equal like what's the relationship like um and i was sitting in the back of the car thinking all this of course high af like probably freshly high i was thinking of it and i decided that it would be an interim meeting that i would be coming to talk to god maybe we're sitting in like a white room there's like a desk but god is definitely like in a superior mode like i'm coming for advice and we're kind of having a report card on life like this is what we've done so far this is what we've got to work on this is what we have to look forward to the in the future hopefully i would get that answer um and i imagine that, like okay That's what it is. Now, I don't know about you guys, but ever since I was a child, I would get these like existential 
feelings about death, like just thinking in my head, like one day we're going to die. And it gets, it completely warps me. I can feel it physically. I feel stuck in my body, but my body is the universe of like shrinking from my extremities inward. And I just feel so small and so trapped and so crushed. And I believe honestly what the feeling is, is a complete lack of control because with death, that's like the one thing that I have no control over. It's going to happen. And I find great anxiety in that. And I probably had this experience, like I can count on my fingers and toes, like when it hits me and like the times that I've written about it. And that is what Catholicism does to you. Uh, so yeah, I get those feelings. And of course I get that feeling as I'm sitting in the back of the car, freshly high, wondering about what it would be like to meet with God. And I'm just feeling so small and crushed and yet and and so stuck i imagine it to being like in the stuck in the vastness of space that's what it feels like and i'm tweaking in the back of the damn car and i don't want to like affect anyone else's high so i'm just trying to keep it in my head at this very moment we are also crossing over water we're like crossing over a bridge and i don't like that i'm just think like imagine you're crossing over a bridge and you're just thinking one day i'm gonna die one day i'm gonna die one day i'm gonna oh look we're over a bridge that and it felt like that bridge was 60, 70, 80 stories up. It felt like such a high bridge over water. It was just, everything just felt crushing and drowning at the same time. And then I hear a voice and it's like, so what would y'all talk about? Like, what's the conversation? What would you want to ask God? You know, if we're like, you've decided the setting, what do you want to, what do you want to talk about? And I was just like, oh, like, I think I'd ask like, how are you? Like, how are you, how are you doing right now? Um, and I would definitely want to, want to have a review and be like, will I be happy at the end of this? Like at the end of this lifeline, I would have liked to have been pleased with my life. That's what I want. I want, sure. I will look on this sheet on this transcript and be like, oh, we made some mistakes there. Like I, I kind of do regret that, or I wish I'd done that. But overall, I just want to be like, I used it. I used it well. I used this life well. And in answering that, I was like, nigga, are we having this meeting? We have, we having that interim talk right now? Like I felt we were, I felt like we were talking. I was having my meeting with God going over this bridge, this long bridge from one point to another. I mean, hello, the symbolism y'all like, come on the way that God works in my life. They know that I, I need symbolism i love a good theme i love visuals so i got that and i also got an answer which i took as i can only focus on myself i can only control myself i wanted to like focus on my happiness i didn't want to be the last time we talked i was trying to make everything an act like an act of activism and i didn't want to be james baldwin i didn't want to be like in a constant state of anger i was like really focusing on peace so when i got back to brooklyn it was like we're gonna meditate we're gonna focus on the body we're not gonna take in any outside information i don't want to learn about like all the horrors and atrocities going on in the world it was just really like slooped in like a turtle focusing on like our inner hum and so i made like a lifestyle change and i like dropped anger and activism in favor of like ignorance and self-preservation but that's still not like living in my purpose and i knew that i knew it i was like it was wondering in my mind but i didn't want to like I didn't want to feed into it yet. And then of course you go to therapy and I told my therapist about like, you know, self-preservation. I'm not taking in no out of shit. And he was like, yes, there's health there. There is, there is, there's something to be said there, but I don't want us 
to neglect the work. And when he said that, I was like, God damn it. Because I knew that I was neglecting the work and neglecting my passion. I was using self-preservation as an excuse not to work as I often will use anything as an excuse not to work. And the work being like my purpose. And I figured out what it was, was just like when I had my conversation with God, I was like, I just want to create a life that I would be happy with. And my best use of the world is to create something that is good for it. That's what partly this podcast is, is to just create a light. And I want to do that with all the things that I do. I want to do that with food. I want to do that with writing. I want to do that with everything. But I often don't because it feels like work and I don't like to give in to work and I don't want it to be monetized. And it's just like all these detractors for reasons that I don't do anything. And I was just using self preservation as one instead. And this is all again, past tense because I'm pleased to like say like, ah, we figured out the purpose and we figured out like how to do it. And now it's just about creating, like you just have to like move forward. That has like really been the thing of the month. And you see, I really haven't been talking about food because I'm just trying to like do other shit to like work other creative notches and if I have anyone to thank for that like God is really using the imagery in my life right now like it's really the season of creating and nothing is a better example of that than Francine's work ethic like Franny is a true creator I feel like I have like skills and things that I can do very well Franny can do every creative thing very well and she is currently like tapped in she's like in the avatar state or whatever the fuck like she's in her goddamn bag i left one day and she was making ricotta i came back and she had made ravioli and it just made me think like what the fuck else is she about to do like am i gonna come home and she's gonna have like painted the sistine chapel would she have like found a third part of her mind and like learned like telekinetics i don't know like i really as i was and i was thinking this as i was eating pasta i it made me feel the way that a beyonce project would make me feel back in the day um of when like beyonce does something huge and amazing and you have like this it's kind of like the explosion and then the implosion and in the implosion you feel what will she do next like that's how i felt with francine as i was eating ravioli just like it was so it's frightening and it's also inspiring because looking at another creator makes you want to create and like step your game up so that's where we are i started the month in a really confusing and i felt like purposeless place and now i feel like i got it i feel like if you haven't gotten into indian matchmaking i recommend it it's really cute but one of the characters not character because she's a real person um is a matchmaker and she feels like really in her in her purpose that you know I'm just doing the will of the gods. I'm just doing what 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 the gods called me here to do, which is to put all y'all together. And I find such great happiness and joy in doing that. And when I watched that show, I was like, that's what I want. I want to be like so sure in my purpose. And and because she's so sure of her purpose, she's just so happy with her life. And that's what I want to get to. And I feel like I'm on the way to that now that I can confidently say like, this is my purpose and I feel good about it. And I feel like there's nothing to be afraid of because I'm so in my purpose. Is this what like religion is? I suppose. I don't know. But I like that's where I am. And in my conversation with God, God told me we were gods too. Like we all create our own storylines and our own wants. I just wanted a life that will make me happy. Well, I guess I can make it. It seems so simple when you like, when you sit in front of a little MacBook and, and say it, huh?
Alrighty, so we are nearing the end of this month's episode, but before I go, I just want to share all of my monthly tries and we're just going to dive right on in. This first one is a book that was gifted to me from my dearest Raven after I told her, you know, hey, I had a conversation with God. It is called The Shack and it is about a man who goes to a shack and he gets to physically talk to God after living a life that would he that would make you have questions um, for your creator. And it's just it's just a great read and it makes living feel a little bit easier because we're all humans that have been plopped down on this planet and it just often feels like for why (laughs) for for why why do these things happen why all this and it just it's great and I don't want to like spoil anything in it I want everyone to read I just think like it's a fun old time um but there's like a concept where God says that this is chaos like this world that y'all have is chaos and in reading that I was just like that's all. That's really what I need to hear. That's all I need to hear. Like everything's ca- when you when you really sit with like is chaos and is going to be chaos. It makes it so much easier to live. It makes it so much easier to exist on this when you're just like shit ain't gonna make no sense here because it wasn't supposed to. So yeah, highly recommend it. Please get into it. Of course, I will link it below. Second on the list is another read. It's a food magazine called Compound Butter. I am a huge fan. I actually follow them on both Instagram and Tumblr, but this is my first time getting an issue from them. Every issue has a theme, and the one that I got is their fantasy issue. So the cover is like the globs of cake and icing from hook the movie with robert williams where he's peter pan which is one of my personal favorites because one of the characters is filipino um but yeah so their format is more short stories than it is like recipes and stuff and they talk about like the fantasy of food i got this because one of franny's friends she wrote it uh, she wrote a piece about wanting to live in japan because of like her love of the food there so it's just these really like personable stories that are also really quirky a lot of the images are illustrations that one of the co-founders she actually draws herself so it's just it's just good you just feel good reading it i feel like i learned something after reading it and i would love for it to be a food magazine huh so cute moseying on down the list number three might actually be a repeat offender but whatever because we should all be trying to do it and it is writing down the good things so i have a notebook where i have a section dedicated to just writing down good things that happen throughout the day. I usually take a beat at the end of the day so I can collect and write everything down and I just feel like it puts everything into perspective. It and I'm also realizing I hate that like I have to find joy in small things. I wish that I could find joy in like I became a multimillionaire. Like I hate that I have to settle for when you're when you live a life of poverty that your joy is simple things. Like I wrote down <laughs> I wrote down that the bread boy was really nice to me because he let me get bread from like the fresh stack and not the ones that he put on the floor. I don't know why. Like it's a simple thing, but it made me feel really really nice. He was so positive. It was like seven in the morning. He was super fucking nice. And I remember walking away being like, I'm going to break this down. But but at the time it made me feel really good. And and even looking back on the memory, I feel really good about it. So yeah, it just realized, I just realized that I put, I I like the smaller things. I don't put down like the huge things that those aren't the things that give me joy. It's really just like the random acts of kindness and, and laughs (laughs) and the laughs that I get. So I highly encourage you guys again, if I've said it before to write down 
the good things. And I also want to hype this company that my friend Gomez put me on, which is Paper Tiger, because you can personalize your own notebooks there. You can make like whatever pattern you want, personalize the style. Um, again, peep the links below. And then let's see, I think this is the last one on the list. Last but not least is going to be a show, another HBO show. I stay in that app. It's Michaela Cole's I May Destroy You. And I'm recommending it against like my better wishes. It's like I don't want to I don't want to admit how much I enjoyed it because when I first started watching it, I honestly was like, "Oh, uh-uh. I'm not like trigger warning. It's a lot of sexual assault on that show." Um, but it's also a very good show. Like very imaginative plot, storyline, world building. Like it's 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 really good and Stepping into like the lives of black Brits is exciting. It's just, I, I like to see how other black people be living and my God, I'm British people racist, my goodness. But it's a, it's a great tale and it also has amazing music. Like I'm not the type of person to listen to new music all the time. So my only way that I'd find it is through a show. And now my title likes are filled with tracks from, from the show. Highly recommend, super cute, but trigger warning, there is sexual assault the next try is for all the sweaty sweethearts out there y'all know i hate summer i hate it i hate it i hate it because like i literally i sweat so much it's just like at the drop of of discomfort i start to sweat and the new york summer with the mask it's just a death trap it's just a swampy yucky mess and so i found this company called high key and they make products dedicated to like stopping the sweat i just got a box and we're gonna try it out so i'm recommending this to you guys i haven't really tried it yet we're gonna see we're gonna see it seems promising but they have everything for your sweaty needs whether it's antiperspirant deodorant body powders they even have like chafing sticks and i was doing my research to make sure like they're sustainable. A lot of their products are recyclable. Um, they seem to be good on the diversity up and up. It's getting really hard to tell these days because like everyone has this like outward facing, like we're diverse, we're good for the planet. Uh -uh. But like their real code of ethics, like no one's gonna put on their, on their company like, oh, we hate black people. It's getting very hard to tell because all them niggas are using the same font. They feel, it feels like narcs. Like everybody's a narc. Like, oh yeah, we're here to save the whales too. And it's like, are you really Pepsi Cola? Truly? But I try to do my research. If I happen to be wrong, you know, I'll eat that. Um, but I recommend it at least to try. That's, <laughs> that's what the fuck I'm doing. And then let's see, do I have anything else? Oh, so this is something that I want to try going into August. It is a lesson from the book, The Shack. Um, I want to try this thing of unconditional love. Like God has this conversation with the main character of like what I do is, is love. Like that's all I do is love. And it really made me question like how I do love because I'm not an unconditional lover. I, I My love comes with conditions. And it's more like, I don't know if they're like conditions as much as I just think like, you have to train people how to treat you. And God's whole concept of love, at least in this book, is that, listen, we are all flawed, but I loved you as you are. And I, I'm, I'm not like that at all. So I'm going to attempt this thing of unconditional love, of not feeling as though I have to train someone or teach someone how to handle me or like, or to become, to be, even become a, to even let it get to the point where something someone does upsets me I think is the bigger thing I want to be like bigger than that and to just be able to accept things as there are and 
in the book again, they have this whole thing about judgment and like when you like when you decide to judge someone like that causes and creates so much stress. So if you just decide to love, it makes things easier. And I want to do that because a lot of I think the feelings I have about the world is that I just see people being very stupid, but that's like a judgment that I have. Granted, they are being fucking stupid, but it's a judgment that I have. And I want to be able to just kind of like look at everyone and just be like, we're all flawed and we're all great and we're all deserving. Rather than like create the stress of myself, like y'all are all idiots and this planet is going to die. And like, you're sitting here where like, you know, like I just rather be, it's a way I think maybe of self-preservation, like I had said earlier, but I also think it's like a good practice of like, a great equalizer. Like if you just love everybody, like you have no malice, you have like nothing but give in you. We're going to attempt it. It's, 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 it feels like this big giant quest that I'm, I'm undoubtedly going to fail, but I'm going to attempt it. I at least would like to know what it's like on some level to be God. So I think that's probably the big attempt here. So I will report back on how I can love unconditionally because there's a lot, there's a lot of people that's what it is. I think I'm going to try and attempt this by loving people that I've decided I just kind of wish whatever for. If I don't fuck with you, I'm very much like, I wish you what you deserve. And what I want to be able to do is like, I wish you the best. Cause I don't, I don't do that for people I don't like. I don't wish you the best. I wish you what the fuck you deserve. So yeah, I'm going to report back on that. And I'm really tired and out of breath and I have cotton mouth. So we are going to end this episode here. Catch y'all next time as per usual. Thanks for tuning in and trying it.